Welcome to the Grant Writing Simplified Podcast. This is the place to learn how to make a big impact in your community through grant writing and nonprofit consulting. The world needs you to step forward as a grant writer and use your skills to lead with confidence. I'm Teresa Huff, former special ed teacher turned grant writer and nonprofit strategist. In my 20 years of freelancing, I've helped nonprofits triple their funding and exponentially increase their reach. Now I'm stepping up to mentor freelancers and nonprofit leaders like you who are ready to take your skills to the next level. It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to episode 49. Over the last few months of doing this podcast, the Grant Writer Strategy Calls have been some of the most popular episodes. In episode 5, I talked with Lisa Ortman. She was wondering if she really could become a grant writer. And then in episode 12, Alexandra Enns was on a nonprofit board and wondering how she could also get into grant writing. Both have some great tips. They asked great questions in those. And if this episode is helpful for you, make sure you go back and catch those two. So I decided it's time for another one. And this will give you a taste of what it's like in the Fast Track to Grant Writer program. We go through lesson modules and learn some deep dive grant writing concepts to really accelerate your skills and your competence. And then we also have hot seat sessions like the one you're going to hear today, where we really dig into your specific questions and map out a plan for your situation. So this is what we do throughout the program. Now today, you're going to meet Jacqueline White, and I shared a little bit of Jackie's story back in episode 44. Jackie is a former elite athlete and a personal trainer who has taken up the pen to support nonprofits. She has a diverse business background and several years of experience with nonprofits and planning events and volunteering. So we're going to talk through how Jackie's background in Olympic training has prepared her for grant writing. And yes, there are some really cool connections that you'll want to hear about. Then she asks me some great questions. It's like she's an amazing interviewer (laughs) and I'm in the hot seat. She asks me about what things I wished I'd known starting out as a new grant writer. And we talk through our role as grant writers and how important that is. I go into that in more detail back in episode 47, if you want to take a listen to that one. And then we talk through how she should price her services, and I share my favorite invoicing software. We talk about different business building aspects and building recognition for yourself as a professional in the field. She is very good with systems and routines already, so that's going to translate really well to grant writing. And then she asks me my four next recommended steps for her so that Jackie can position herself for success as a consultant. This is a great conversation, and I think you will find some value in here. And I hope that you start to see some ways that you can make connections too, from your situation, your background, the skills you have, and connect those to how you can start helping nonprofits too. There is work out there. The nonprofits need help and they need you out there doing it. We're each kind of drawn to certain causes and different types of nonprofits. So those ones that you are especially drawn to, go after that. Help them and figure out how you can get there to connect the dots to do this work. And if you are ready for more support in this, go to TeresaHuff.com VIP and sign up. 
There are several episodes and resources mentioned, and I will link to all of those in the show notes as always, so you can just click right through to find out more about those. All right, here we go. Here is Jacqueline White. Jackie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to dig into this strategy call with you and see how I can help. Why don't you start by giving us a quick recap of your background and how you got to this point of wanting to learn grant writing? Oh, wow. My background is pretty diverse. I've done a lot of different things over the years and all kind of led me to this to get into grant writing. But most recently it was, you know, the whole work from home thing and wanting to do something else. And I've worked with so many nonprofits in the past that I just really felt like I could be more impactful doing something in that line of work. And somebody had said something to me about grant writing. And then I had several um, friends that were saying, hey, I need some help with this grant or I'm starting this nonprofit and where can we go from here? So then I kind of just got in from there. Very good. Now you have some really interesting background I wanted to ask you more about with your Olympic training and such. Okay. (laughs) That's so cool. And I have a reason for this because I can see some connections, but I wanted to pull that in specifically. Okay. Tell me more about that. So I was competitor for a long time in the sport of judo. I started when I was very young and just kind of competed through the ranks of juniors and senior competitions and uh, ended up training at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs for several years. I was a resident athlete out there. I was an alternate to the Olympic team. It was all kind of fun. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's really cool. <laughs> I can see where that could come into some of your messaging and some of your, the way you craft your products or your services for clients. Mm-hmm. So we'll come back to that, but I can see where that can be a really distinct differentiator for you compared to other service providers in the way that you present yourself and how you think, how you operate all that training and discipline. And I'm sure you had to learn systems and specific processes of ways of going through things. So you didn't injure yourself or so you got the training in within the timeframe you had. Yes, exactly. Things like that. Eventually you come up with a routine, especially when you're on track, you know, when your events are going to occur and you want to be in the best condition when that particular event occurs. So you train towards a point and then you can relax a little bit and then train again towards another point so that you can, you're prepared to compete in those events. So you become very routine about, about your workouts and what it is you're doing and how you progress them and, and the way you lift the weights so or the when, when you go for runs and things like that. So it becomes a routine and a strategy. I like that. And everything you said there, those keywords that I heard, routine, strategy, timeline, conditioning, and prep, those are really important factors to grant writing into client services, because in the whole grant process, you need to have systems and a routine. You need to have that timeline. You need to really have the conditioning and preparation ahead of time so that when the grants come around, you're well prepared for those. And you need to have a bigger strategy for it, not just randomly, ooh, let's apply for this or that. You need a big picture strategy first, so then you can prepare the best routine possible for that specific situation. So I can see where this skill set of yours, while it may seem completely different, it's judo, it's Olympics, (laughs) that's actually a really cool, perfect way to translate those skills into grant writing. And you said you've had a lot of writing experience. You have the skills of the actual writing. So now if you can connect the dots from these other skills that you have and pull those in, those are also really important for grant writing. And that can make you stand out in some of your messaging of how you take this Olympic training 
and this skill set and you apply it to nonprofit grant writing and consulting. That's that's cool. That's interesting. So, yeah, because really the the clients I've worked with, the ones that we've been the most successful is as I've learned over the years, you know, starting out learning everything the hard way <laughs> over time, the ones that are the most effective is when we really do dig into the strategy and look at their nonprofit, their bigger picture, their purpose, mm-hmm. and then look at a grant strategy to help them with that purpose and to drive their mission forward and find a good match between the grants and the nonprofit that have the same mission and goals that they're wanting to work towards in the community. So having that strategy in place, you'll be a lot more effective and successful with your grant writing. Okay. So what specific questions do you have as far as how to get started or next steps? Well, I think um, the first thing that pops in my mind is what things do you think that you wish you knew when you started? Ooh, (laughs) that's a good question. So much, (laughs) so, so much. When I was getting started, I wish I had known kind of what I just alluded to was when a nonprofit comes to me wanting grants, when I was a new consultant, I was just looking for grants to write. I was just looking for a nonprofit willing to let me help them, let me write grants for them. And that was where I thought I needed to start. And I was feeding off of their excitement of, okay, we have this project and here's a grant and write it and let's go and write as many as you can. That's not a good strategy and that's not going to be very successful. So I wish I had understood the bigger picture of before we start writing grants, we need to back up a few steps and make sure you're ready for grants. And if not, how can we get you there? And if you are ready for grants, Let's go about it more strategically and find the grants that are the best fit for you and start building relationships with those funders as opposed to just randomly applying for whatever's out there. Right. So I wish I had understood that bigger picture strategy about it because nonprofits are excited about their cause. They know what they want to work on. They know they need money, but they don't understand how grants work. And so as the consultant, it's up to us to kind of be the driver of that part, as opposed to letting the nonprofit in their passion and excitement saying, okay, here's what we need to do. You're the consultant. So you need to be the advisor, take their input into account, of course, but it's up to you to say, okay, we need to look at a strategy so you can best use your budget and your time and your resources effectively to be as successful as possible with grants. I think that's kind of where I feel like I am right now. You know, starting out, you just want to dive in. You feel like you're ready. Let's just write, write, write. Um, give me a grant. Let me write, let me write. And I think it comes, it's more challenging to help a nonprofit under, to try and help a nonprofit understand if they're ready and see the value in what you're telling them and helping them get prepared. So how would you help them understand that value and taking a step back to get better prepared so that they can get the grants that they're wanting to get. In your case, I think you could come up with some really good analogy or word picture that again ties back to your Olympic training knowledge. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just go from a hobbyist judo person to all of a sudden trying out for the Olympics. Right. There are a lot of steps to prepare for that. And so if you could tie it back to some kind of analogy or picture like that and show them that to be more successful with grants in the long run, we need to back up and go through a few steps just to be sure you're ready. 
and then start out with grants more strategically. Okay. Okay. So a lot of what we do as consulting is really education. We're educating clients because people have good hearts, people in nonprofits, they want to serve, they love their cause. That's why they're there. But a lot of them don't understand how grants work and they don't understand the process or that world. So it's up to us to educate them and help them understand what's realistic here and what's a better strategy to help you be more successful. And that's ultimately what it's about and what it's conveying. We had some sound issues with the recording here, but Jackie had just asked me a question about pricing and where she should start with pricing her services. So here's my response to her question about that. So I would be fairly competitive, especially given your skill set and your background. I would not start at the bottom of the barrel, but I wouldn't start at, you know, premium high level rates of a grant writer that's been at it for 20 or 30 years, but definitely take your experience into account when you're setting your pricing. And also, if you're a consultant, take into account your expenses and fees and deductions, because it's not going to be the same as if you were an employee, say, if you're a part-time employee and they're paying part of your employment tax versus if you're self-employed, you have to pay all your taxes, your expenses, your internet, all those things. So take that into account when you're factoring your pricing. Okay. Do you typically use like a business management software kind of thing? Or I use FreshBooks, which I love for my invoicing and client tracking. It's super simple. I don't love accounting and QuickBooks. That's my sister's thing, not mine. <laughs> FreshBooks <laughs> is like the pretty simple version. I can click, click. It keeps my time. I have like two clicks. It sends an invoice. It's so easy. Yeah, I love it. I like easy. Yes, it is. It's pretty (laughs) and easy. And that's what I use. And then it makes accounting and tax time super easy because I can just run a quick report and I have everything right there. It syncs with your bank account and you don't have to enter all the little things. So yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. Do you find it easier to work under your business name or your name LLC? Do you have both? Yes, I do. That's a good question. Part of it was early on starting out, I kind of hid behind the business name because I didn't want to put myself out there. It was just a shyness, introversion, fear thing. And yet nobody knew, nobody recognized the business thing. They weren't searching for that. But on the other hand, it does look more professional to have the business name. In all my contracts and website and business stuff, I do have under the business name as opposed to my mm-hmm. personal name. So just with the podcast and being more identifiable, I've started using my name more just to make it more personable and relatable to people wanting to learn and build that relationship. But then switching to the business side, anything that I do there runs under the company name. So it's nice to have a little bit of both. Yeah. For me, it has been, it's more identifiable. I think the main thing is having good keywords Whichever you use, what are people searching for? What are they going to be looking for in regards to the types of services you're offering and incorporating that throughout your stuff, whether it's on your website, your LinkedIn profile, whatever they might be searching for, even podcast guesting, make sure you know you have those keywords associated with it, your job title, mm-hmm. or maybe not job title if you're a consultant, but what's going to be identifiable and searchable. Cool. 
How do you um, keep things organized for your work mm-hmm. and for your life? And <laughs> That's a good talk question. Talk to us systems and routines. So yes. tell everyone about yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. And it's kind of shifted over the years. But for the more complex stuff, I really just like my Google spreadsheets of things that have a long process. Like even for podcast production, I have a really long step-by-step process and it makes it go faster because that way I can just follow the process and make sure I'm checking off everything and not miss some silly little step, like forgetting to change the title or forgetting to put the podcast, the updated podcast in the player, in the post, you know, just little things like that. It's helpful just to go through if I'm tired or busy, I know the process has my back. And so it's the same way with grant writing. I have a process. I have a timeline. I have a spreadsheet with dates of upcoming opportunities and when they might be due, if they are a good fit or not for each client. I've kind of done that and can go through every now and then and just kind of watch those timelines or put them on the calendar so I don't miss a deadline and have those reminders. And yeah, just a lot of spreadsheets and having kind of some core documents with like the organization's background and mission, what year they started, their board members, things like that, kind of having that home base to pull from, because those are pretty common questions on most grant applications. So not having to research and come up with that from scratch every time that makes those go much more quickly. And I still like pencil and paper for note taking. <laughs> I'm getting ready to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I do. It's so satisfying to check things off and to have that. So I've kind of gone back and forth between apps like Trello. Sometimes I have that and I do have a Trello board that I use. It's kind of like my idea parking lot where I can just dump mm-hmm. things or if I come across a good resource or an article I want to read later or a link that might be helpful. I can just dump it there. That way I don't forget. And I don't have to keep that tab open in my browser, which I'm very guilty of. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. And I've tried different apps like Todoist and some of those, and they work for a while, but then I kind of end up shifting and doing something else. But sometimes you'll catch me with post-it notes too. And, you know, just some of the basic old fashioned things. I'm a very much a post-it note person. Yeah. And then I get too many or it'll be most everything crossed out except for three or four. So I can't throw away the note yet or. You got to combine them on one other post-it note. Yeah. And then you just keep rolling it over. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. I use my bookmarked bar a lot and it's also full of bookmarks across the top, but that does help me have a quick way to reference some of my spreadsheets or things that I use a lot. I can just click straight to that sheet. Okay. So from where I am right now, what what would you say should be the next four things on my to-do list? Four things. Ooh. Four things on my to-do list. Okay. These are good. For you, I would sit down with pen and paper away from screens and I would write down your background, your skill set, your training, all these cool things we talked about, just brainstorm. Don't worry about how long it is. Don't worry about how simple or small it might seem. I would just brain dump everything that you've done and all the skill set that you have. I would start with that. 
and then maybe go through and highlight the ones that really resonate with you the most, that you feel the most compelled about, or that really jump out at you. Like look for connections, look for things that you're like, Ooh, yeah, I could package that into a really cool service. Okay. I would start with that because sometimes based on the things you've told me, I already see quite a few that we talked about. So I think it's important for you to dig into that even more and look for those things of how that translates to grant writing and serving nonprofits, because you have a lot. (laughs) And sometimes you need to see it in black and white on paper. And, you know, even sometimes I just get a big piece of paper and I get my highlighters and markers and, you know, brain dump, make it pretty, make it messy, whatever, just Mm -hmm. do it and like get away from screens, even go to a park or something if you want. And just really get away and do a deep dive. Let your brain just focus on that for a while. I would start with that because I think you'd be surprised at what you come up with. Then I would take that and really start defining what do you want for your business, like personally and professionally, what do you want from this? And how can you define that in a very succinct way that would serve clients? How can you convey that? So you start with your big brain dump mess and then try to boil that down into something super clear and compelling. Okay. And then from there, you said you've written a couple of grants so far. Mm -hmm. I would not discourage that. I would tell you, keep doing that, but also start thinking more strategically with that. Start thinking more about asking questions before you jump into writing of, are they ready? Is this a good fit for their mission and the nonprofit, you know, the funder and the nonprofit? Is it a good match? Do they stand a chance? What are the odds? Because sometimes you can tell like, this is a long shot or this is not. Mm -hmm. You can do a little research into what's been awarded in the past by that foundation. Has the nonprofit gotten this grant in the past or are you starting from scratch? So I would start with that and also start with looking at what services you want to offer and what's the shortest route from point A to point B to get you there. And by that, I mean, is that writing small grants? Is that offering an introductory package to a nonprofit of normally this is my rate for the first two grants, I'll offer you this, or, you know, is it a maybe a grant readiness assessment, just a small thing that you offer before you even write grants at a reduced rate, like kind of an introductory. I'll have fun with that this afternoon. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It may take you some time and it's okay. Just, you know, kind of let it. And sometimes over time, over a few days, you'll think of more stuff of like, oh yeah, I forgot I volunteered for that thing. Or I forgot when I did that job, I also took on that project and I really liked it. You may think of things over time that you had forgotten about. So just kind of explore and think that even look through old awards and papers and whatnot. Yeah. I had done a little bit of that. And then um, somebody said something to me about research and researching. And I thought I spent years doing research with the local government (laughs) and then presenting these documents to the, to the board of commissions, you know, and, and I thought that is something I definitely needed to throw in there and add in it. But I hadn't thought about it when I was just running through the nonprofits that I'd worked with and what I'd done with those. Yeah, that's super relevant to grant writing because, yeah. of course, you have to know how to research grants and find the opportunities and evaluate them to see if it's a good fit. 
But then when you're writing the grant, you have to do a lot of research to figure mm-hmm. out the data, the information to make your case in the grant, but also how to, number one, weed out what you don't need. And number two, present it in a way that's going to be really compelling to the funder so that it clearly can pays. Because when you're just spouting off a bunch of numbers and data on paper, that's pretty boring. But if you can paint a picture right. and if you can really convey it in a way that just tugs at their heartstrings, like, oh, yeah. we can't help but fund this. We have to, you know, then that's where those writing skills and the creative storytelling can really come in. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You have a really cool skill set and a really great background. This is a good fit for you and a good opportunity. Good, thank you. So along with evaluating your own skills, I would also start evaluating your network of what connections you have, of how you might be able to get started in this Mm -hmm. and look at connections you have to nonprofits or people who are on boards. Look at which ones don't have grant writers yet, but start identifying ideal targets that aren't brand new, that have been at it for at least a couple of years, but really haven't ventured into grants much, or they've been doing it on their own and are just struggling and could really use somebody to step in and help. And with your background, I could see you offering more than just grant writing as a part of your services, Mm -hmm. depending if you wanted to go that route. You might want to just focus on grant writing and that's fine. But if you did want to expand, I could see with some of your work that you've already done, how you could look at some other things that you could do to help them with their capacity building as well. Yeah, I think the helping them prepare themselves and structure their business so that they can get what they want is is like hand in hand with the grant writing. Mm -hmm. Because if they're not ready, then you can't just walk away and say, oh, you're not ready. But you can help them get ready. And then you're in the position to write the grant for them as well. Exactly. So go Right. It does. And I like that you compared it to what do they want from their business? Because it really is. And a lot of nonprofits don't make that connection. I think you're right about encouraging them to think of it like a business of how can they structure it and what do they want out of it and get really clear on their goals and their mission and vision. And then they can, in that way, build a framework of how they want to get there. So it sounds like you have enough business savvy and with your training and strategy background, I think you could really pull in that skill set very easily. I think that would be kind of a seamless transition for you. Okay. I feel like I have like all these pieces in place and it just needs that thing to launch and go. Right. Yes. And I think you can do that. I think you are just, you're right on the verge there. I feel like you do have a lot of the good pieces. It's just realizing that and realizing how they translate. Because to me, what I see, they translate very well. And I think that is so cool. And I think that can be a really cool distinction about you, like I said in the beginning, of pulling in, identifying yourself as that Olympic training level expert. Mm -hmm. And you're translating, you're taking that. And now you want to apply that to nonprofits to help them with that excellence and discipline and, you know, work that into your messaging and make that a way that you stand out. Okay. I think that could be so cool. I don't think you see that a lot in grant writing. So yeah. No, <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, immediately I would think if I heard somebody on a podcast that she's an Olympic athlete and a grant writer, it's like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> you know, that's going <laughs> to stick with me of like, she's in the Olympics that immediately gives you credibility you know, it immediately says a lot about you, your training, your background, what you had to go through to get to that point. 
So I think that is a really cool thing to play off of. Okay. I'm glad you happened to mention that in your bio. <laughs> hey, you can pull that in. Yeah, well, when I was kind of looking over it, I'm, I, I kept thinking, if anytime you're taking on something new, you're going to have to do a lot to get to where you want to go in it. And so you can't just put on the white belt and then go out to compete. You know, you have you have to train, you have to practice, you have to do all of those things that are going to get you to that next level. So anytime you're taking on something new, you can take what you've learned into that but then you still have to train, you still have to learn, you still have to read, you still have to do all of those things if you want to be good at whatever it is you're choosing to do. Exactly. Yes. And you have to write the grants. It takes practice. You're not going to win every grant and that's okay. But each time you're going to learn something, you're going to get better. You're going to take what you learned and do it better next time. Whether you won or lost to that one, you're going to do it better and better every single time. That's a good motivational speech that you just gave there. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can harness some of that and help nonprofits with it too. I mean, you could use some of that and apply that to nonprofit. Like, I don't want to say coaching, but like nonprofit consulting or guidance Mm -hmm. for their staff to understand that it takes the work and the discipline. And yeah, fundraising is hard for nonprofits, but put your systems in place, get your discipline, get your routines and do the hard work of it. And you're going to see the benefits. Yeah. And just stay at it. Being consistent with it and staying at it, that's what's going to get you to your goals. Yes, for sure. True of anything. You are so close. You have such a good core skill set. So I would say just figuring out that framework of how you want to get started and doing it. Because for you, that distance from A to B is going to be really short for you to get started and transition into this. So I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to take hard work. We know that. But anything is, any job, any venture, any whatever, but start with what you know, start with what you have to work with and start with your network. And I think you will be amazing at this. Thank you. I'm going to call you back when I reach amazing status. Okay, you do that. (laughs) You're already amazing. Hey friend, if this is really starting to resonate with you, I am here to support you. Go to TeresaHuff.com slash VIP Sign up for the Fast Track to Grant Writer, and let's get you started today. The nonprofits out there need you helping support their work. Don't wait any longer. Would you help me out by sharing this episode with a friend that helps spread the word so we can get more people involved in moving forward with their nonprofit work? All right, my friends, have a great week and go change your world.